Sweet beans. All right. So, and also this audio is used for my podcast and then this will be uploaded onto YouTube. Okay, cool. People will be able to see us. So, all right, let's get started. Why hello everybody. And who's listening to the podcast or who's watching the YouTube. Hi, hello. Back again for another episode of the fuck you mentality. Um, if you guys are not familiar with the fucking mentality, it's really just a safe place for entrepreneurs to be safe and to talk shit, essentially, um, and to feel comfortable with themselves and to kind of debunk a lot of the different things um, that I feel like we struggle with, with being self-made, being an entrepreneur, and also in this realm, stylists. So today I have a stylist on the... <laughs> and a puppet No, it's totally okay. She hears a little noise. <laughs> I'm so oh, sorry. Juice is the same way. And I'm surprised okay. he's not right now. So, um, yes, today we have a gal that I actually don't know. Um, I rarely <laughs> met her on social media, but it was like instant click because she's not clicky. She's nice. She comments. She supports. She's, she's what I view what professionals should be in this industry. And even though we haven't had many conversations, I just felt, I felt comfortable enough to be like, Hey, can I interview you? And she was like, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to let her take the, take the stand here. So why don't you introduce yourself? Who the hell are you? Well, um, it is, I really appreciate you like asking me to do this. This is super cool to me. Cause I'm trying to also like get my shit together and, and move forward in my career really hardcore this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so my name is destiny Matheny. I live in Jonesboro, Arkansas. I'm just, I'm born from an hour away from here, but I do live in Arkansas, Northeast Arkansas, like an hour from Memphis, Tennessee, if you know what that, that is. Oh, um, okay. And yeah, so, um, and I have been doing hair since 2016 and I'm also 24 years old. So it's going on like five and a half years that I've been doing hair. So, I mean, I try to do right now, I'm actually trying to specialize in vivid colors as well. So that's also what I'm trying to do is like, work my way up into specializing and doing super cool, like extravagant, like things like that. But that's working my way up. That. Nice. What does, um, what, uh, like what's your journey been like? Like what, like you, you say you just want to specialize in this and you've been in the game for five years. Like what, like, what do you do? Like, where do you work? Like, where do you, where, where have you, where have you been? Like what, how, what does that look like? So my first salon was at Ulta Beauty. <laughs> so oh, okay. that was my first salon job. It was, you know, by the hour minimum wage and then commission after that. Where I'm at, there's not really a lot of traffic in that. So it's really hard. I will say a big thing that I got from that was understanding colors and color theory. And we got free education by working there. So that was really nice to start there, but also I really hated it after a while. I'm not going to lie. No offense to people that do work at Ulta now and they love it. My place here though, um, had a very toxic manager. She was like, when I put in my two weeks notice, cause I was really wanting to move off of my own, do booth rental. Cause that's what's really prime here is booth rental. Um, she was like, well, you're not going to make more money than you do here. And I was like, what? <laughs> I made eight fifty an hour and I barely commissioned anything. Cause it was just not a lot of traffic there. So I was like, all right, bet. Okay, cool. So that was like a kickstart. I was like, all right, I got you. So I moved on, I went downtown. Our downtown is very small. Um, so it was, a, it was a, a decent jump, but it wasn't anywhere near what I wanted. Um, I needed something more updated. I needed something more big. Mm-hmm. So then I went on to my third salon. 
Okay, so that was, so let me backtrack, old six months, just downtown. I was there for about another like six to eight months. And then I went to my third salon at, um, it's kind of center of town where I'm at, kind of by like a lot of food places, a little bit more traffic in the center, close to the mall and everything. That's actually where I found my boyfriend because his sister's also a hairdresser. So that's cool. (laughs) Yeah, that's really cool. Um, I was actually there for probably like two years or around two years or so trying to think of my math here, but, um, I was there for at least an hour, like a, a year and a half. And I really grew then. I was, it was a smaller salon, but it was in a good area. I had a lot more understanding on how I want to photograph things. I was still using my phone at that time, but got a lot more traffic in there. And then I moved to the salon that I'm at now. Um, it's called Vanstone Salon. Mm-hmm. It's also part med spa. So there's like salon in the front, med spa in the back. Oh, that's cool. So it's really nice. So but if I have a little list, it's also because I have Botox on my top lip. <laughs> so I'm trying to, trying to figure that out. Um, but so I've been there since May of 2019. And that's where everything really kicked off. I mean, that I mean, it's the biggest salon that we have in town. Um, the, I guess you would say the bougiest kind of place. We sell Orbe and Kerastos. Um, and also it's a med spa. So we have a doctor that comes in. You know, we have all different kinds of stuff going on there. So, and a massage therapist. So that's really nice too. So, and then, yeah, so it's, then you get COVID and then <laughs> have that going on, but yeah, yeah. COVID, so yeah. COVID, that was, that's, <laughs> like, that's my first question, but yeah. Um, so it sounds like, yeah, you work in a really, really small area. Small. Yeah. It's, it's bigger than where I was born at, but it is still very small compared to a lot of other places. So it's, there's a lot of competition here. Like there's healthy competition. There's not so healthy, but there's a lot because we are so small and there's a lot of very amazing hairdressers here, but it's like, you can tell if there's tension in some way, you know, not tension, but tension at the same time. I don't know what you would explain it as, but you know, just a lot of, I don't know. I wish there was more community here with hairstylists than there was just like that. Like, Oh, I know her. Oh, I know her. Yeah. And it's, you know, yeah. So. I sympathize with that. Cause that's, that's where I was like, that's where I'm from. Like I'm from Delaware and Delaware is super duper teeny tiny. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. and it's the same way. It was, it was always competition and people always looked at me as I was young, but I was good, you know? And yes it what there was people that geez it's so funny talking about it there's people that were like 10 years older than me that would just trash my name mm. and and it was but it wasn't good competition it was nasty competition and it and it was it wasn't even that I shouldn't even say that was good because I really wasn't but I was just I was I was an entrepreneur like I really wanted to be good at what I was doing and people hated that and I would steal their clients even though like I'm not stealing anyone's clients people just feel inclined to come to me like it it mm-hmm. wasn't like a I'm trying to take people's clients in it. Yeah, it, it sucked. It was so bad. People, yeah, like I said, 10 people, 10 people, people that were 10 years older than me were writing Facebook statuses about me oh, and just gosh. like saying the wildest shit ever. Um, and that was a big reason why I left. That's why I live in California now. Um, wow. yeah. yeah, so fun fact, I live in Cali. Um, yeah, that's why that's that was like a big reason why I left because I knew I would never be able to take my career bigger if I stayed. Thanks. Yeah. Just because of how nitpicky and how nasty they were. Mm-hmm. I just like I move I own a salon. I still own a salon back home, but I had to there's there's Dover and then there's Camden, which they're on they're not that far apart from each other, but I had to 
move myself out of Dover into Camden, like a totally different like city down the street from each other. But I had to, because everyone had, like all those nitpicky, whatever's were just in Dover. And oh. it, 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 um, it was wild anyway. So I sympathize. I sympathize. <laughs> luckily, <laughs> luckily mine's not that bad. We don't have that. At least I don't know that we have that going on here, but yeah. it's more quiet. But, you know, you can tell there's some, there's a little tension, you know, so. Right. Well, that's, that's better. That's okay. Yeah. But hey, you know what? It still, it still kind of stinks. You know, you still want to have that community, which. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hairdressers are just funny, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, when you said something about COVID, that kind of leads me to my first question. What now, and now knowing this, so let me just preface this. Anyone who's listening to this. I, like I said, I don't know Destiny and I don't know from Hold the Wall. So I did not know she'd been in the industry since 2016. So, oh, I know it froze. Why did I Sorry, I know it's going there on. Go. You're good. You're good. Okay, there you go. <laughs> um, so, yes, I did not know that she was in the game in 2016. So, you were, you were, you were four years, you had four years of like normal, quote unquote, hairdressing. So, mm-hmm. what, how did COVID affect your business? And do you, do you feel the shift in the industry? So we were out here for six weeks only. Um, so especially from the South, you know, like we had a lot less restrictions. So I was only out for six weeks total. Um, I personally don't think that I have had a big shift. I've gotten, I've gotten busier. I've, n- I've not slowed down since we started back working. Okay. So I haven't had, honestly, personally, I haven't had any big issues other than obviously like product not being in stock like I cannot I I was having issues finding things I had to switch over different lines I'm still currently having issues with products um being in stock that I used so that's pretty much the only thing like I said we I feel like because I'm in the south it's it's very it was taken very lightly of the COVID situation and you know I don't know. Like people ask me if I've slowed down or if there's anything that's had any issues. And I'm just really, truly don't have any issues other than the product, honestly. So, wow. Yeah. I know California has had pretty rough time because <laughs> I have some friends out in California, but we have not, we only were out six weeks and that's it. So we got to work. Of course we had our schedule switched up to where we had, like, I work in a salon that has about like 15 stylists. There's a bunch of stylists some part-time some full-time so there was some of us that did Monday Wednesday Friday and Sundays if you were wanting to make up a day that's what I did and then other ones did the other days and so there for a while I was working three four days a week mainly three days a week and I actually really enjoyed that so that actually I guess personally gave me a more personal growth and mental like more like I was more aware of my mental health because I realized oh I really hate working Saturdays I will never go back to Saturdays ever again, unless it was a makeup day or something that like happened where I was sick or snow days or whatever, you know? So it, a lot of things like that kind of changed the game for me, not for like specifically the, my business, but I guess both goes hand in hand if you look at it that way. So yeah. that's a, wow. That's like, that's honestly kind of really crazy to hear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Just about like the fact that COVID didn't really like fuck with you, you know? Yeah, not really at all. I mean, we all 
I mean, we wore a mask for however long we needed to. And then once we were, they were saying like, Hey, you know, you aren't required to anymore. You know, we, of course we would still allow, obviously we would wear a mask if we needed to or whatever, you know, stuff like that. But we were not, Arkansas was not strict whatsoever. (laughs) So I guess it's kind of, it's kind of scary because I also did have a scare with my own, like my mom, she wanted to get COVID and she was sad note right here. Side note. Um, she wanted to be on the ventilator and she actually has made it. She has made it. She was in the hospital for two months. She was on life support, all the things. So that really took a big shock too in me. Um, but other than that, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I do take it a little heavier than what we do in the South, but, um, luckily we're all here. So we all made it. <laughs> Wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Thank God that your mom is, is doing all right, man. Yeah. She, she's, she's young too. She's 45. So she, she got hit hard. Yeah. She got hit hard, but everything's good now. She's in aesthetic school actually, by the way. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. I'm sorry. (laughs) You're fine. (laughs) Um, Okay. Wow. So yeah. So then COVID COVID did COVID affected you in a, in a different way. Yeah. More personally, it did not affect my business. Like it did others, a lot of others, you know? Right. Do you feel that your personal, your personal effect has affected your business in some way, somehow? Like, do you feel as you said, like the mental health thing, which is a really, that's a great thing. And I feel like if no one learned anything from COVID, they did themselves a disservice. Right. Cause Mm -hmm. I feel like COVID definitely forced mental health to the forefront because it was it did really affect like mental health so fucking much and it still yes. does um do you feel like do you feel different about your like about being a stylist do you feel like since your mental health is kind of taken taken the front seat do you feel different about it at all hold on it froze yeah it froze i heard a little bit yeah so um I feel like it did, it did like, hmm, that's, that's really, that's a good question. So because I was forced a certain schedule, which, you know, as an independent stylist, I can make my own hours. So being told you can only work these times actually was wonderful for me because I had to only work three days a week or a fourth if I needed to catch up. And so it, I had a lot of time, actually, I spent a lot of time just doing me like going out. So I'm young. Like I, I'm used to just trying to like, just isolate or I like focus too hard on like one thing and I don't let myself have fun, enjoy life, you know? So I started actually dating or talking to my boyfriend when everything started, I went through like a breakup as well as starting to talk to my boyfriend that I have now. And we got out a lot. Like I had wound up, we started going to Memphis, which is an hour away. So we, I started like enjoying life, taking trips, um, doing all the things that just, I'd never did before. And it did take a step back. And I was like, you know, life's not all about just making money. Like you can make money and you should make money and make as much money as you want. But if you're not like, what are you making the money for? If you can't spend it, if you're not, if you're not spending it, like, are you just, Oh, I got money. Okay, cool. And you're just, well, that's all you have to show for Like, you know, make memories, like do stuff. So it definitely shifted my mentality on work as in, I love work. I, I think about every day, 24 seven people are like, Oh, why don't you just take a break? I'm like, I feel like I'm not really working sometimes. Cause I really enjoy thinking of things, creative things. Like that's just, I grew up in a very artistic family. So 
it's just kind of like second nature to me. So, um, but yeah, it, it made me take a step back and truly understand, like, you know, you can make money as much as you can make memories too, you know? So take that time, take a step back. I only work four days a week now and I don't, I don't have to financially work a fifth day. And I've realized that by with COVID, I was like, you know, I only had to work. I could only work three days or four. And so after like a year or so, I changed to where I worked four days a week. And ever since then, I'm like, I, I don't need to work every day. Why would I do that unless I just need a crap ton of money to blow? Like, I don't need to do that. So it definitely made me feel, figure out, like, I don't have to do the five days a week. I don't have to do a nine to five. I don't have to do that, you know? So I feel like that was a big change for me because I was one of those that worked 50 to 60 hours a week. Didn't, I was like, Oh, I gotta do it. I gotta get these people in and Mm -hmm. not anymore. (laughs) But do you feel like you've learned how to create boundaries then? A lot. Yes. I'm still working on them. Um, cause I also started having issues with my back, of course, and my hips I'm 24 and I have hip problems. Like that's not okay. So yeah, definitely boundaries. Um, a lot. I'm, it's so much easier for me to say, no, I can't do that for you or no, that's not in my expertise or no, I just don't have time for that in my, in our schedule, you know? So for sure. Have you, have you, since you started creating boundaries, have you noticed any backlash or like any pushback? Actually, not at all. Not wow. personally. I haven't really, cause a lot of people around here too, I feel like because we are small enough, like everyone knows each other. And even like my clients, they put me up. Like I posted one time, I was like, price change coming soon. Like, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, yeah, you go girl. Like I had all these people like cheer me on and stuff. So it's like, if there was a backlash, it wasn't toward, it hasn't been towards me. I haven't heard of it. Um, So fortunate for that. But um, no, I mean, I have lost like probably on a hand, like on one hand, a few clients, you know, just due to, I don't work Saturdays anymore. Mm-hmm. And some people, I just can't always take everyone after four 30. So, you know, so other than that, no, I personally have not had any backlash really. So very thankful for that. <laughs> Damn, it truly, it sounds like you are, you haven't really, it's not that you haven't, you haven't experienced it, but you haven't experienced like the, the COVID bullshit, which is great. I haven't, you know, right. like, that's fantastic. I mean, you've experienced it in a different way, which is actually really mm-hmm. interesting to hear. And that's kind of refreshing to hear because every, yeah. like everybody is like, oh, you know, COVID this and COVID that and this ruined my life and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a really, that's a really refreshing thing to listen to. Wow. That's good. I know. I, I feel bad because some people are like, oh, my life's ruined because of COVID or all like my business had to be shut down or had to do whatever. And I'm like, so fortunate that I was able now because like very very not strict on anything about that stuff as much as I should um but I'm I'm just fortunate so like I try to not feel too guilty because you know at least I'm here so yeah it's almost like a damn if you do damn if you don't type of thing because as Uh much as they probably should have been a little bit more strict they weren't which didn't quite hurt you as much Mm -hmm. but it hurt you Mm -hmm. in a different way yeah yeah. So I, so, yeah, so that's, a, that's a cool argument to have too. Cause it's like, okay, well, even though they weren't as strict, uh, as strict and we weren't close as long, it still affected me in my personal life because my mom, mm-hmm. that's, yeah. my, that's your homie. That's your ride or die. I mean, I don't know. Oh no, like, She's I'm, my best friend. Like that's your homie. Like, and she's 45. <laughs> yeah. and that's, that's super young. That's, that's as old mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. 
Um, do you feel the shift in the industry at all? Like, do you feel like there's been a shift in the, the hairstylist community and like the way that we function anymore? I feel like I've noticed a lot of, um, a lot more people trying and I feel like I see a shift in a positive way as of right now, but also like trying to pinpoint some examples, but it's hard. Um, I feel a lot of people now are trying to support other stylists from what I see on my social media and my algorithm. A lot of people like, I know you've tagged me some posts to like kind of look at your stuff. I feel like that's really fun. That's awesome. Cause there's another girl that I found on TikTok that has made, made like a Facebook group page. And like, I'm also in a mentorship program now to just kind of like keep myself up to date with certain things, like just content creation. It's more business, like on the business side of things. Um, but I feel like there's a lot more support going around and more things that like clients understand. A lot of my clients nowadays because of COVID are like, Oh, I understand. Like they're more understanding. So I guess it's more of a shift in just what everyone sees us as or people that do of service. So not just like us, but like waitressing and, you know, restaurant jobs and stuff like that. Like people are more aware and I feel like there's a shift in that from the positive side that I see. There's a lot more understanding. There's a lot more that people are realizing what we have to do and deal with, with you know, everyone, <laughs> you know, it's a service to people to make them look a certain way. That's a big deal, you know? So, and I feel like on the negative side, there's a lot of like TikTok, right? <laughs> TikTok's a big, big platform right now. And I see a lot of the mixture of shit talking about clients in, in not a good educational way. And then there's positive things that's going on that's making more people aware of what's going on. You know, what we have to deal with and what we have to, um, what, what our job entails, not just doing hair, it's everything else. So that's a cool, yeah, that's a cool perspective because you're absolutely right. I feel like people definitely have a way more understanding of our jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like it's like, it's like damn, also damn if you didn't, if you don't, because now they know mm-hmm. and they're like, it's yeah. still not worth it or like degrading mm-hmm. in a way. But I do agree now that you say that it has shifted in a sense of, I feel like clients are definitely more open, a little bit more understanding. Mm-hmm. I feel like people now have this new understanding. Like if you, you want to go to a restaurant, you got to have staff to, to, to carry your food. Right. Yeah. If you don't have it. Then you can't go out. Like the, the place isn't going to be open. So I feel like mm-hmm. people definitely are learning a new perspective about the service industry and how it works, how we work, how we don't get paid for shit. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a cool. Yeah. I never thought about that. So this is like to kind of talk kind of off topic to what we were talking about, but mm-hmm. I've been dying to ask this question because I have not interviewed a hairstylist yet. Um, I interviewed Marilla Minnelli, but I, her her uh interview released releases tomorrow and we didn't talk about this but her and i have the same viewpoint on this so I, I i love to ask people this question what are your thoughts about assistance um what role do you think they should have do you think they should have more responsibilities outside of hair duties so <laughs> that's okay it's Personally. controversial man it's controversial i love it <laughs> Okay. Um, personally, I actually would love to have an assistant. I have tried to have one, but I feel like I failed because I didn't know how to prepare to have an assistant. Right. 
Um, I think they're so beneficial. I honestly wish because here, I don't know how it is in California or wherever. We only require 1500 hours of, you have to have any requirement, no other prior, like anything you can just really step in and do whatever. I feel like I would, I really wish that we had some form of education where out of hair school, you either are required or you, it's very much appreciated to have like some type of assistant kind of, um, approach to things. My salon, the owner, she has, she takes in people, um, new clients or sorry, new, um, hairdressers. And she tries to like have them get used to a busy salon because our salon's very busy. Um, so she assists them like two times a week or so, depending on like their schedule to kind of get used to everything. Now there are some things that I, of course, I have a personal opinion on of how I feel like assistants, which they should be there for. I feel like they should be there for, um, to learn first of all, to learn, to understand that you don't have to do one thing one way you find your basics and then you take that onto your own way and you do what is comfortable for you because that's, what's going to make you different than any other hairdresser. Right. Mm-hmm. So learn. And then also I feel like there really, my thing is I feel like with color and assistance, a lot of things that happen in the salon that I'm at is people get scared for other people to do their color other than yourself. Right. Whenever I had my assistant, I only had her do hair washing, blow drying, and like maybe a base color, but while I was like doing whatever, and then I would come in and do, um, or she would even like color melt, like glaze the hair or something for me. But even then a lot of my clients here were, were kind of like, well, I don't know if I like that. I want you to touch my hair. I want you to do my hair. So it's like, it's like, if you want to have your appointment set in stone, there's no issues of booking, but yet you want me to be busy and you want all these things. It's like, I either can do one or two things. I can be busier and I can have an assistant to help out or I can do my own thing. And you're just going to have to like, I'm not going to be able to take any more clients because I have such a limited schedule and limited amount of time to do things. Right. So it's like, I feel like it's so hard to, I'm trying to like beat around the bush about how I feel about assistance. I wish that there were more assistants around, but I know as an assistant, you eventually want to go on your own. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm just, it's like, and I'm trying not to like, uh, I'm trying not to like talk crap at anything. Uh, it's, it's such a hard situation. Um, I wish that there were more. What do you mean by talking crap? Like, what is that? What does that mean? It's just, I know certain people that have assistance and they do it the right way. And I know some that do it the wrong way. And I have a very strong opinion about it. And I keep my mouth shut because I know these, I know the specific person um, because they make them do something that's outside of their hair duties. Um, it's just kind of like a sticky situation that I can't really kind of go on here and talk about at least what right you, now. Hold on, hold on. What do you, what do you mean by outside hair duties? Like I, so let me, let me just say this. Let me just say this. Okay. So I, I also agree. Assistants are very lucrative. I've always, I've always worked with assistants. I exclusively have to have them because of the way my body works. It just, yeah. However, I, and this is just also a personal preference. I don't think that assistants shouldn't just do hair. I think if okay. you're going to assist me or my business, cause I have a salon, 
it's it's a collection of duties, right? So it's not just assisting me, but it's also double checking the trash and double checking the mm-hmm. oh yeah, double checking the bathroom that it's clean, double mm-hmm. checking um, the color bowls. So it, and the reason why this is controversial is, and I've seen a lot of stylists talk about this, is that their assistants don't get paid to take out the trash. And mm-hmm. my argument to that is, then who does? So. So, okay. I love that you start. Okay. This helps me out. So we have a receptionist Mm -hmm. and she does all like the cleaning stuff and a lot of the towel duties, everything. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we'll help in if we had some openings or whatever. So our receptionist does all like the cleaning stuff. There's like a checklist that they do. There's about one or two that come in a day. So my thing is, is I don't think it's okay for the assistant to do like the assistant comes in before the, you know, the actual hairdresser, they start the color, they do the color, then the hairdresser comes in and cuts and blow draws and that's done. And then they take the money and then you get paid your assistant amount, right? Mm. That's what I don't like. So I feel like that is, there's some people that do that. And I just think that that's a little, that's not right. You know, like, I feel like if you have this, should be there while they're there because they work. So they learn how you work and how things are supposed to be ran. And this, this is not there just to take over your work. They're there to help and be with you, not to just take over the work because you're running late or take over the work because you just are lazy, you know, stuff like that. That's where it gets sticky where I can't, you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so then I, I, you know, I agree with that because I, assistants are meant to assist, not to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So I, I agree with that. I agree that assistants are meant to kind of help the process, not just do the mm-hmm. process. Personally, mm-hmm. with my assistants, I do not allow them to touch color with my guests. They strictly just like that. <laughs> washing, um, washing, toning and blowouts. And that's, mm-hmm. that's it. They don't touch anything else because yes, the client comes in for me and me only. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, of course, like they're there for my team, obviously. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I agree with that. And this is, <laughs> I love talking about this because this, uh, this, this, I feel like gets me riled up. Yeah. <laughs> they're not assistants are not meant to be foil holders. They're not. Mm-mm. No, mm-hmm. I am not paying someone to hold my foils. You are out of your fucking mind. I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> that is, that I is, don't get it. That is the most pretentious thing I've ever seen stylists do. And I don't understand it. Cause here's the thing. If you cannot hold your own foils and you are paying somebody to hold your foils, you are not a genuine hairstylist. You know why? Because what are you without them? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Do you not know how to hold a foil? Do you not know how to hold foil closer <laughs> to the head? Like genuinely like, yeah. If, if there's anyone listening to here, listening to this, and if you pay someone to hold your foils, mark my fucking words, you are not a hairstylist. that's so that's so like that's icky that's gross like that's so Mm -hmm. like nose up in the air like i'm too good to hold a foil what the fuck why are you a hairdresser like what are you i'm confused that's not Mm -hmm. that's not assisting that's being lazy that's straight up lazy and i get it like (laughs) my team they want to help they want to hold foils. i'm gonna fuck sweet help me out i don't care but i will not pay somebody to do that yeah yeah that's the assistant's supposed to be there to be just to, to learn and to just assist, not to like do your dirty work for you. Yeah. You know, like that's that's not the point. It's a different kind of dirty work that I 
think that everyone needs to understand. I feel like everyone needs to understand the, the genuine, I want to say hardship, but like the hardship of actually being like independent. Right. So like mm-hmm. you're independent, you do your own towels, your trash, your bowls, like you're cleaning, like you do all that stuff. And you also have to be a hairdresser. Mm-hmm. So the point of personally, the point of assistance to me is to also uh, like not only assist me in like blow drying, washing, you know, learning how to be a stylist, but they have to understand the dirty work of being a hairdresser. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, there's no I in team. So if, if one assistant doesn't feel that in- inclined to help out the team by cleaning up their bowl, like their toner bowl, then like, that's just not playing. That's not being a team player. And that I don't, mm-hmm. cause I mm-hmm. believe in my assistants, like my progress, I have an artistry program here in Michigan and in California where I, I hire people and I train them to be parasols, but they have to start as an assistant. They have to. And yeah. And I like that. I wish that was like that here. Right. Because, you know, you got to learn the basics. You got to know, you can't just start at the top. Mm-hmm. And in that program, I teach them all the fundamentals and everything. I mean, they already have the fundamentals, but I teach them all the crazy weird shit that I know, you know, and I get them prepared for the more intricate work that will walk in. But in the meantime, also teaching them how to properly wash out color brushes. Cause that's a fucking <laughs> wild skill. Apparently a lot of people don't have. <laughs> And just like properly being a team player. And mm-hmm. that, that's this, that's, I feel like that's the, that's the key to success to being a successful individual is understanding the dirty work and not mm-hmm. just pawning shit off to people. Yeah, exactly. It, that's just not, I'm not hiring people to do my dirty work. I'm not there. Yeah. And I, eventually I want them to be up to, you know, up to speed and I want mm-hmm. them to be comfortable with being behind the chair. And I don't hire people just to assist me, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I like that. It's like, it's supposed to be educational. It's like, you can't be like, oh no, you're here to learn how the ropes work. And then you're like, oh, well, actually you, you do all this. And I'm just here to make sure you do it right. It's like, this is not hair school over again. Like, right. You're, you're there to like be a someone that knows their shit like they know what they're doing and you're supposed to be there to gain knowledge to get on your own like you're not just supposed to just be dropped off in like a daycare like I mean have a good day like right you know it's supposed to be educational and that I wish there was more like some type of requirement here there's a girl that opened a salon here not too long ago uh, it's a commission salon actually one of the first commission salons here other than like Ulta and stuff like that mm-hmm. um and she has like this program with assistants that she does really well and I really enjoy how she does that so it's kind of I'm like taking notes off of that because I spoke with her a few times about it. And um, I think it's really neat how she does her like assistant program. I feel like she does things right. She has a lot of education too on that. So if I ever get my own place, she'll definitely be someone that I kind of look up to kind of make sure that things have worked out with her really well. Cause around here, like I said, around here, she's not really known for that. You know, it's just, you just kind of, go and do whatever you whatever is open like oh you're, you're hiring cool all right let's start like it's just not known to have assistance here that much so yeah and I know that education is not really like the focus for a lot of places um yeah we're raised in an industry where you go to beauty school and then that's it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for yourself right and you're and that's what and that kind of like leads into like the the this other conversation that I always have with the girls I feel bad for them, man, because beauty school sets them up for failure because yeah. they're, they're taught as soon as you get licensed, 
okay, you go make money, you go, mm-hmm. go do whatever. And it is not that fucking simple. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. But also, so a lot of salons have that expectation and they just think, okay, well, I'm going to hire this person. They're fresh out of beauty school. You know, they're just going to get clients and it's going to be great. But I mean, they don't know what they don't know. So how are they supposed mm-hmm. to market themselves if they don't even know how to do that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to teach them. They have to assist you to learn how to do these things. So then that way they take those skills and then build on them. And then it's, a, it's just, it's a revolving door. That's how it works. Yeah. That concept is so taboo. And I don't understand why. Yeah. I understand and, that. And what's even funnier about this. And I love telling this is I've been, I've been behind the chair for 10 years. I'm 25 and, but I've been in the game since I was 15. I went to a Votech school. I got my license hella young, whatever. Um, just two years, no, just a year ago. Yeah. So when I initially moved out, uh, when I wanted to move to California, I wanted to move as an assistant. I wanted to assist a hairstylist. I wanted to assist Morella Manelli and Yadera. Yadera, um, is one of our other managers. And I wanted to be an assistant because I'd never been an assistant before. I've always just been here mm-hmm. you go thrown to the road, sink or swim. Mm-hmm. And I, I genuinely like, and I, everyone who asked was like, what, what the fuck? Why? You know? And it's because I genuinely never understood how to be an assistant. Like I knew how to be a team player, obviously, mm-hmm. but I never got that. I never learned the fundamentals and like learned that way. I learned the mm-hmm. way that it's like the, I want to say the hardest way, but like the harder way, you know? Yeah. Just fucking figure it out day by day. Um, and when I told Marla that, she was like, okay, whatever. And then when I started working with her, she was like, I can't let you be an assistant. And I was like, why? She's like, you know, because your skill set and like you have a lot more to mm-hmm. offer. I was like, no, I know, I know that I can offer more, but I never got to learn from someone and I really want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, now I never became an assistant. I'm a manager, <laughs> totally different. Yeah. But Morella, I still kind of, I, I assist Morella, even though she doesn't like to say that to me, like she doesn't like to call me her assistant, but I call myself her assistant. Um, cause she has so much to learn. Like I have so much to learn. I have so there's so much to offer and the way that her and I teach each other, you know, we're always teaching each other stuff. And it's, it's very different from like the standard, I guess, like salon, I guess. Mm-hmm. And a big part of like the fucking mentality and talking to you guys is to see like what you had to deal with because I am starting to realize the norm and the norm is very like what we were just talking about. Like there's not enough assistance or assistants are not trained or like, you don't have the education or whatever. Um, but I feel like there's been a big shift with it and it's been really refreshing and really nice to hear because it's unfortunate that we were put in the industry, like fucking thrown to the wolves. And I, I don't know. I just, the, my team now, I would never, ever want them to feel a, like a foil holder or B like they are nothing more than just an assistant, you know, and that they, that they know that I will always give them the tools to, to grow. Mm-hmm. And yeah. You know, I feel like if I was to go off to a different, like if I was to move somewhere, I full 100% would want to assist someone too, because I'm, I kind of wish I was, I wish I had that experience in my resume. Yeah. Assistant. Like I, I think that's so, it's so good to have one. And like I said, a lot of people here don't understand that part yet about assistance, but it's because we don't 
they don't do it right here. You know, they don't do it the right way that it should be. And I think that's why it's intimidating because they don't get to see around here, like how, the true meaning of an assistant and what they're there for. They're not there to do your color for you. They're there to be able to back up and, and help out if they need. And I, like I said, whenever I was attempting to have an assistant, I had put too much on my plate because I was like, Oh, more money, more money. And I was like, this ain't working out. And then kind of slowed down because of the holidays and stuff like that. So it was just, it, it was a good like learning trial error for me. But that's why I was like, I really want to be my, an assistant myself, but like, I would want to do that in a place that it's, it's known to have an assistant because they'll do it right. They'll, they'll know how to, you know, certain salons, they know how to do that. <laughs> there's, there's a routine for that. There's a rubric for it that you can go by. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, that's really cool that you had wanted to do that after all the years. Cause that's what I would want to do too. Right. Just, right, I mean, a know. different state has different things. Yeah. And like, yeah. you know, then like, if you haven't had that experience, it's like, man, like I, I would love to learn from someone. Like I, I would love mm-hmm. to just, to just absorb what someone else has to say and just be taught, you know, instead of just mm-hmm. figuring it out and just, you know, okay, mm-hmm. well. Oh God, sorry. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, I don't know. What the, oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Anyway, um, yes. So I'm glad they're on the same page about assisting because, um, and I hope that people that are listening to this too, assisting is a great thing. There is nothing wrong with being an assistant. And I feel there's still a little bit of bite back with that when someone says, you know, I'm hiring an assistant, like I'm going to be in, like, I, I need an assistant or I am an assistant. People often look at it as assisting as like a, like a bottom level job. Mm-hmm. And I'm here to tell you most assistants. Yes. Do they make the most money? Absolutely not. But are they full of the most knowledge? Yes. Yeah. Cause they're fresh. <laughs> they're fresh. Do they just absorb it all? And then they become like the best goddamn, like self-made people, like entrepreneurs, whatever. Like they just become the best because they had an opportunity to just learn from somebody else who's made all the mistakes, who's done all the bullshit, who's done all the hard work. And now they're going to transfer it down. So I feel, and this is, this is where ego comes into play with a lot with hairdressers and a lot with salon owners is they can't be bothered. No, mm-hmm. I, I could never be an assistant. That's no, no, no. And I'm like, God, man, you were never too good to be an assistant like ever. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, different state, different people, they do things differently. That's why when I came here, I was like, you know what? I want to be an assistant. Cause I don't fucking, I don't know how to do things. I don't even know how to market myself. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like too, not everyone needs an assistant as in just different, different things, you know, look around here, we have a lot of people that still the same things back 20 years ago. Like there's people that just haven't moved up with trends. There's people that just kind of stay here. They have their clients that they've had for 20 plus years and they haven't really, you know, done anything else. That's fine. You know, they know how they're doing things, but if you're wanting to go to a stylist that has, that's keeping up with the trends, doing these new things, more intricate style hair coloring, it's not just here, here's 10 highlights. That's going to be $5 a peach for each highlight. It's we're doing like major coloring these days. And it's like that, that next level coloring requires kind of sometimes more hands than just two hands. Mm -hmm. And it's just, there's a lot of I feel like that's also why here it's very hard to get that assistant because a lot of them are stuck in their own ways. And that's completely fine. Mm -hmm. Like, that's fine. 
but the people that this the clients that want to come to stylists that are new and upcoming and like keeping up with things and improving education all that stuff like that requires just a little bit more help because there's so much more than just those five highlights those 10 highlights on your head and then okay you're good to go Mm. so that's how I feel about that too like not everyone needs one because they do the same thing they've done forever and ever and ever Mm. the things we do now is so much different the how we what just everything (laughs) no I agree sorry cut out yeah right it's funny it'll freeze and then it'll say everything that you just said and then you'll be like (laughs) (laughs) it's hilarious um no I agree and there you know there's absolutely nothing wrong with different styles of hair um Mm -hmm. I think the the caveat like the the thing with this is just being understanding understanding and open-minded about it like, mm-hmm. hey, man, you do hair that way. Awesome. I do hair this way. I support the way that you do hair, but I also expect the same support back. Yes, 100%. Yeah. And, and that's where that like cattiness comes into play. It's like, oh, well, so-and-so, you know, works with an assistant and whatever. And yes, do I judge people who have foil holders? I absolutely do. Because like I said, that's just not really teaching your, that's not teaching your assistant anything, but yeah. If you do have an assistant who helps you a lot more with coloring and stuff like that, cool. If that's your teaching style, awesome. Just mm-hmm. please don't make your assistant foil holders. That's all I have to say. Okay? <laughs> yeah. It's not nice. But you don't learn anything from holding a foil. Um, you don't. <laughs> no one can tell me otherwise. So just anyway, a lot of back pain. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of back pain and a really a lot of like awkward, like. You're just armpit in the face just the whole time. Really? <laughs> imagine, imagine your job. Just, just, you go, you know. Imagine that's your job. You just pick up this. What do you do? What do you do for a living? I have foils. I have foils. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this leads me to just like my last question. Um, what's what's some advice you wish you knew about like growing up in the industry? Um, and what can you give to anyone who's listening? Mm. What's some advice you wish you knew about? that I feel like kind of what we've talked about that once you're out of hair school, there's so much more you need to know and learn to like, like get yourself up. So when you're out on your own, like, oh, it's a lot of people I tell, if I have clients that come in, they're like, oh, I'm about to start hair school. I'm like, start taking pictures now, document everything you do now, mm-hmm. everything, because everything has to have a start, no matter how bad it is. I don't care. That's still better than it was yesterday. So like, my thing is, is if you're, if you're just now getting to hair school or if you're just now off on your own, you don't know where to start, document everything, like record everything that you have and then just education. I mean, that's just a big thing because with me, I'm very lucky that I, at Ulta, that they had the education we had, they had for us. Um, we would drive to South Haven, which is around Memphis and they would have different like business classes and like color classes. So it's like, you kind of need to keep up with that. And I feel like that's just a big thing. And I, I just, I feel like a lot of people talk about education, but it truly is something that's so important. Like document everything you're doing, hair before and after pictures, videos of everything you're doing, get yourself set up, get you an Instagram, get you a TikTok. I don't care what it is. Just do, just post anything. Like I'm telling my mom, don't care, post everything and anything that you have that you've done is it shows people your improvement. It shows everything. Like if you go back on my Instagram page, 
all the way down, you'll be like, oh my God, that looks so, what is she doing? Like, she needs to get off the streets. Like that's, but like, when you look back at it, you just scroll and you scroll and you see, you just see that improvement. Like it will be there. Like I said, I mean, I've been doing hair for at least five years now. Mm-hmm. I'm still growing. I'm still learning, but like that, that feeling of seeing the improvement is going to help you like give yourself motivation. Mm-hmm. Like you won't like as an independent stylist for me, I didn't necessarily have motivation from anywhere. I had to find that myself. And so that was very hard. So like just having the documentation that I had, finding the education and just pushing myself. Like I said, fortunately, I have, I grew up in a very creative household. So that was a little bit easier for me, but yeah, just that's, that's a big thing. Document everything. Don't care how good or bad it is. And, um, education. I mean, any, any kind of education podcast, free education podcasts, there's stuff all over Instagram now. There's stuff all over YouTube. Like just anything. There's every. It's everywhere. Just, it's everywhere. Like you have free time. Make free time. You have the free time. Make the free time for it. Like that's just that's all I say. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a really big thing with the education program that I do is learning how to celebrate yourself mm-hmm. because we live in 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 a world where social media is our best friend, but it's also our worst enemy, and uh, what this, this is coming from two different stylists that I've talked to. So one yes. that is my employee and one of the stylists is, oh God, things cut out. One of the stylists is my employee and the other stylist is just a new stylist that I just met. And both of them kind of said the same thing to me of, I take all these pictures, but I can't post them. And I say, why? Cause they're not good. And I'm like, what deems them is not good. Yeah where are you getting this idea from? And it's because social media, well, so-and-so and so-and-so. And And I'm like, have you asked how long they've been in the game? Did you ask them how much editing went into that picture? Mm -hmm. Did you ask them to take the filter off? You know, social media is this really great place to build and create connections and all these things, but God damn, does it not create imposter syndrome out the mother? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And I'm really glad that you said that, like, you know, post this and take pictures of this and blah, blah, blah. Cause that is, it's like the best advice you could tell them because instilling that confidence from the jit, from the, from the gate, from the get go, from, from the fucking bottom of the bottom. Mm-hmm. It's so important because when you're, when you're in the middle of your career, you cannot learn confidence. You can't, you can't teach it. Mm-hmm. Either you have it or you don't. It's one of the two. There is no mm-hmm. like kind of it's no, like either you have the confidence to be a hairstylist or you do not. And social media and how, and it's unfortunate, but how they perceive it and how they, they see the end result. And they're like, why can't I get that end result? And I'm like, babe, you've been, you are, you barely even understand color theory. Why do you think you can do this? You know, yeah. it's, it's only been okay. like six months. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. You're not supposed to know, like it's taken yeah. 10 years to know how to do half the shit I do know how to do now, you know? Mm-hmm. And I love that advice that if you're listening, whether you're old, new in the middle, whatever the fuck it is, whatever it is, take a picture of it. Post it. Who the fuck cares? You know what? At the end of the day, fuck you. I'm doing me. That's the fucking mentality to a T. It doesn't matter what, what people are seeing. What people are seeing is the progression with genuine people who, are, who love you when are in your corner. They're seeing the progression of you. And mm-hmm. if people genuinely support you, well, they'll see that. Trust me. I have a client. Yes. I'm oh, sorry. I didn't interrupt you. Oh, no, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was saying like, cause like a big thing that's really made me notice that was my, one of my clients has been with me for a while. She, um, maybe 
for a good solid like four years at the five so far maybe maybe three but even then like no she was with me probably 2018 so I was at my third salon and the first time I ever did her hair it took me like three three and a half hours to do her highlight just a basic little highlight retouch just a little you know and I'm also now a quicker like I'm a quick foiler but now I can do her hair in two hours max that's like done everything curl and everything like that and she's like you know and everything looks so just the same she's like you literally like I've seen your progression and it's so amazing because she she like truly complimented on my progression not just what I do now but like from where I started to now because they notice your clients will notice if you truly enjoy what you're doing they will notice they will point it out to you at least some of mine do they're like I I really have loved seeing the progression that you've done like my hair you take now it's not just about the time. Like I know everyone takes different times. So that's completely fine. But like with her, I should have not taken three hours for her. <laughs> it was, it's crazy. Um, no, but she's nice. like, part of the journey. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> no, no. It is part of the journey. It is. Um, but, but now that I like, I've gotten to know her, like I, it's just really fun to like hear that from your clients. Cause they, they notice those things. Like they even like, we'll see, memories from four years ago and they'll see their picture pop up if they posted it and they, like it's really cool you get tagged in that and they're like oh look we're look look how long we've been together and it's just super nice like it, even if that photo was not the best because it was four years ago like they still enjoy that memory of you posting about their hair like you seeing them oh here's your hair photo of today's in the cutest or whatever like the, I have people now doing that and it's just really fun because they they, they see the progress and that that should give you that extra motivation to be like okay, cool. I need to keep going. Okay. They've noticed the last three years I worked my ass off and here we are. And they're still with me, even though that one girl, like I kind of not like fucked it up. I didn't fuck it up, but it was just like, there were some things that were off about it and like, you know, foils bleeding and stuff like that. And she still came to me because she saw like, she saw who I truly was as a person and she like coming to me for me. And so that's how you build that relationship. Like, it's just really cool. I just thought that was a really cool example because she's also one of my favorite clients <laughs> because of that, you know, she, they see your progression, no matter how good or bad it is. Just you document that stuff for yourself. Mm -hmm. Sorry, cut out. There we go. You're good. You're good. <laughs> uh, yeah. And that, like with that too, it kind of, it transpires in the whole thing of, um, I always say, you know, people go to you for you. People don't go to you because you're good. I always say people go to you for your, it don't matter if you're like the best fucking hairdresser in town, but you're the shittiest personality. They ain't going to go to you as much as the, as good as you can get hairdresser, not as good as you can get, but people that try really hard to do what they can do, but have the best personality ever. Like they would, they would rather go to that person than like the best hairdresser ever. I feel like. Like personally, if I had a shitty personality person, like hairdresser and they did my hair fantastic, but like their shitty personality will make me feel like I don't like my hair, even if it's like the best color. Yeah. I just feel like personally. So that's why I always try to give my, I, I'm very open to my clients. I'm very like the fuck you meant out and like, fuck it. Like if you don't like me, I'll cut. If you don't like me, cuss me. If you don't like me saying what I feel like, then we ain't going to match. It's just like a first date. I always feel like when you have a first client in your chair, I'm like, all right, it's the first date. Like. I usually tell them that I'm like, this is our first date. So I'm getting to know you. You're going to know me. If it doesn't work out, that is completely fine. <laughs> like, don't feel bad to let me know how you feel. 
if you want me to change anything in the next appointment, I always feel like the second appointment works best anyways, because I got to know you. You coming back the second time to see how your hair does, how you take care of it. I mean, it's just like this whole process. Mm -hmm. And I feel like my clients really love that because I, I get more personal with them. I'm not just like uptight. I'm, I'm very personal with them, you know? So forget what I was going with that. I just get really excited about that. But <laughs> yeah, no, I know that's great. I like, I love that. Cause that's mm -hmm. absolutely true. I mean, the more vulnerable you are people, the more likely they are to come back and mm -hmm. you, know, you don't build a following because of your work. You build a following because of who you are, you know, For real. Mm -hmm. you don't sit in my chair because I do good hair. They sit in my chair because I'm a nut job. I'm crazy. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. This wild redhead, you know, and, and people, mm -hmm. they can say, you know, they can say all day long. It's because you know how to do hair. And but I'm like, no, it's not. You no, know, it's not. You don't lie to me. <laughs> I know about your husband's sister's cousin's birthday. And I remember that. Like, that's why you can like, yeah, you're kind of right. You know, and it's like, yeah, uh -huh. exactly. like, and that, that's, uh, that transpires with what you said, like with documenting your journey, because, mm -hmm that documenting the journey is just allowing you to be you, but you have to celebrate that journey to celebrate all those things that you photographed, celebrate all the things that you posted, because that is what creates the personality, right? Is by understanding like, oh, I've grown so much and seeing this growth and being real with people is going to entice them more to book with you. But if you, yeah. if you put on this facade of, of fake and edited, and I don't post anything because I don't like my own work. Well, no offense to anyone, but no one likes an insecure person. No one does. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but I just mean when you lack the confidence in your skills, it transpires in your work. Yes. 100%. You, you truly have to dig deep and you have to like, what do you really want out of this? You know, telling people, mm -hmm. Hey, I fucked up. This is my fuck up. I mm -hmm. embrace it. And I'd like to fix it. That mm -hmm. goes a lot longer than being like, oh, fuck, I fucked up. I hate this. So I don't know what to do. And I get it. Anxiety and depression. Like, that's a whole other conversation, but yeah, <laughs> a whole other conversation. <laughs> but with that, um, oh yeah. With that, um, yeah, it's just, it's important for stylists to just be themselves. Mm -hmm. Post what you want, attract mm -hmm. people you want, be yourself. And that's it. Ask the mm -hmm. question, get the education. It's like, I hate to say it's that simple, but it, it truly, it is. It's, it's true. Yourself, it is. People like this that are like, Hey man, it's all good. What do you want to know? Like, Hey man, mm -hmm. you got questions. Awesome. Hey, can I ask you a question actually? Like just having that level mm -hmm. of communication and just like posting and boosting each other up and asking questions and whatever. That's it. It's, yeah. it's not, mm, it's not just like cutthroat. Like I'm trying to get to the fucking top thing. I, I don't understand that. I, I don't understand it. <laughs> Um, and it, yeah, I feel bad for people who live like that because it's lonely and I'm sure, I'm mm -hmm. sure that it's lonely because you make other, cause that mentality makes other people feel lonely. So I can only imagine actually being in it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yep. So yes, everyone, this is my new friend, destiny. She Hello. Is, <laughs> she's from our, our Kansas. <laughs> yeah. There you Arkansas. go. <laughs> um, what's your small name called again? Van Stone Salon and Med Spa. Van Stone Salon and Med and Med Spa, and it's your hair's destiny, right? Oh gosh, cut out again. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, Van Stone Salon and Med Spa. Yeah. Okay. And then your IG. Your, are you? Where do you want? Where do you want right now? IG or a TikTok or whatever? I want both. Right now, I'm doing um, IG, so it's your hair's destiny. Okay. Cute. I love it. 
Thanks. I thought it was cheesy at first. I thought this is temporary, but now I'm like, it no, it works. works. That's totally you. That's totally you. I mean, your name's Destiny. Your hair's Destiny. Like, I think right. that's fucking perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and that's better too. Anyway, um, yes, guys, this is Destiny. Thank you so much for this entire chat. That was incredible. Um, it's refreshing to hear another stylist who is almost identical to me in the sense yeah. of how you like run your business and how you talk to people and just your mindset about things. Um, it's, it's just, it's, it's not it, the, the hair industry doesn't have to be as lonely as it seems. Right. It doesn't have to be this competition. It doesn't have to be this really hard thing to be in. I mean, of course the hair industry is hard to me wrong, but it doesn't, I don't know. I just, it doesn't have to be that, that lonely. Yeah. I used to be weird about talking to other hairdressers and all that stuff because of the, the area that I was in. And then mm-hmm. as soon as I got out of it, my, my mind shifted. And now I just, I feel inclined to talk to more of them, you know, mm-hmm. and finding more of people to be in my corner and to just, mm-hmm. to just know, you know, mm-hmm. and it's been so much easier to kind of navigate life knowing I could be like, Hey, Destiny, I know you do vivids a lot. I don't know shit about vivids. Can I ask you some questions? You know? Yes. I truly yeah. don't know shit about vivids to be honest with you. <laughs> I, you dare. Our other manager is like the fucking OG of vivids and I do not know anything. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> there's that. Anyway. Um, yeah. So thank you so much for being open and honest and just talking about some things and, uh, hopefully we'll have, we should do, we'll do, I, I would love to do another, like a year out from this. Like where were they at in a year? Like, where were they at in a year, you know? Um, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Cool. That sounds cool. Let's see if we all, we aren't famous then. No, I'm <laughs> right. <God>. Anyways, <laughs> thank you so much. And thank you everyone for listening. This is the fuck you mentality and stay tuned for another episode. I don't know what the next episode is going to be because I don't remember, but stay tuned. <laughs> awesome.